am coming soon. Mind you, for those of you who used to have the old Bibles that we used to get off the kitchen table or the family Bible, these words are written in word in red. The words that are written in red means that Jesus said this. So I want y'all to know I'm not reading something that I said. These are the words that Jesus said. Verse 11 says, I am coming soon. <laughs> Jesus, this is the part that I like. He says, hold on to what you have. Someone say, hold on. Say it again, hold on. If I don't preach another word, I just want to give you one word. Say, hold on. Whew, Jesus. Hold on to what you have so that no one will take your crown. The one who is victorious, I will make a pillar in the temple of my God. Never again will they leave it. I will write on them the name of my God and the name of the city of my God, the new Jerusalem, which is coming down out of heaven from God. And I will also write on them my new name. Verse 13 says, whoever has ears, let him hear what the spirit says to the church. I want to preach for the next few word minutes about this topic today. I'm holding on with little strength. Someone holler out, I'm holding on with little strength God I thank you for your word I thank you for what you're going to do be glorified in Jesus name amen you may be seated I'm going to do what they call so you might not want to go too far Marion I'm going to do what you call treach uh, the word treach I learned from Sophia Ruffin treach means I'm going to start out teaching but at some point I'm going to snap I know I am because it's already in my soul uh, so I'm going to treach I'm going to teach you and then I'm going to preach you so, so if at some point my voice elevates, it's because the preacher has rose up and the teacher has sat down. So someone say, treach. So I've been baffled by this question that I want to answer for many people. A lot of people are at a point where they think, especially in this post, or we're not even out of it yet, but coming out of this pandemic, we're not out of it yet. I know the governor has made certain mandates as it relates to masks and all that type of stuff, but, um, you know, my grandma will say, I don't trust y'all, so I was going to wear my mask, so, uh, but this to each his own, but um, um, uh, in this era, people have said, especially as it relates to um, live streaming of which many of you all who are watching right now are streaming and we thank God for it and uh, my wife is doing the camera today so I've been given strict instructions they don't have three angles I have one angle so I'm supposed to stay right here and I am a y'all know it's hard for me to stay in one place <clears throat> so y'all pray my strength in the Lord so um, I'm trying to pace back in this one circle uh, Portia might thank God she'll only have a little limited area to take pictures but anyhow um, but as it relates to streaming a lot of people are saying that um, some people have said that it's the new wave of church and some people are not coming back to the building and they're only going to go online. Um, some people have had blogs and different things that they've come up with and conversations on media and they say, you know, I love Jesus, but I'm tired of church and there's no purpose in it anymore. And I'm tired of all those different things and I don't like it. And this is giving me an opportunity to really see clearly what the church was always about. And um, I kind of want to kind of expound on that before I get to Revelation. And even though it seems like a somber way to start, I want to teach it before I go into this prophetic word uh, as, as it relates to Revelation. But um, I want to answer the question for many of you all, why does the church exist? What is the purpose of the church? And according to Acts, the second chapter and verse 42 through 47, it says, and they, they being the people who had just been baptized with the Holy Ghost, they being those who were followers of the way, they being those who had just uh, uh, witnessed Jesus being crucified. Now they were, as we call the diaspora, they were spread abroad and they were going into different homes in verse 42 it says and they devoted themselves to the apostles teaching and to the fellowship and to the breaking of bread um, and uh, and to prayers and all came upon every soul and many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles and verse 44 says and all who believed were together and had all things in common someone say together uh, that were together is very important because yes, they all had different. Uh, all they all believed and they all witnessed Christ and they all uh, witnessed what had happened and they all uh, seen uh, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit in Acts twenty uh, Acts two uh, beginning around verse one and verse two. Fifty days uh, after um, the resurrection of Jesus, they call it the, the Pentecost, and we've shouted about that and all that stuff. It says they all believed, they all witnessed. But what was great about it is, it's one thing for you to believe by yourself. 
but it's very important that you have people that you are able to believe together. There's nothing like getting delivered from something and you don't have anybody to talk to about what you have been delivered from. Um, together, it says they came together together and had all things in common. They were selling their possessions, belongings, distributing to the proceeds of all as any had need. Verse 46 says, and day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they received food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having favor with all the people. And it says that the Lord added to their number daily. What was happening in this text is that they didn't just come together to believe, but they also came together to help every time they saw a need they helped you cannot be a believing follower of Christ and not help anybody a part of being a believer is also being a helper many of us have grown up in a more westernized world of which we are consumers and not contributors but a follower of Christ is not just a consumer meaning I receive a real follower is one who also will make sure that whatever needs there are may be met now let me debunk this myth everybody will not be on the worship team everybody will not be a musician everybody will not be a deacon everyone will not be a pastor but there are some of you I've given this example many times before when mama Joanne joined the church I remember she said we asked her what her gifts were we did gifts assessments a, a disc test that we do and she said well I don't really have a gift that is lifted and we said what is your gift she said well I knit or I, uh, I make things or whatever and we said that's important this towel that I have mama Joanne did it there are different things that some of you are overlooking what it is that you do because you think that it's not flamboyant or you don't think that it's behind the screens uh, you don't you, no one is posting about you so you think that you're not important let me tell you something the person who helps the children is important the person who serves in a parking lot is important the person who gives chicken to the person who just lost their child and brought came to their house and said here I don't have a lot but here's some Lee's famous chicken and you can have it here if you need anything else the person who has COVID and said hey I'm going to bring you some Gatorade or whatever for your immune system you didn't post it but you gave it those things are important don't you ever let anybody overlook you because you were not a post matter of fact some of the greatest levels of service never make post if you're only serving for a post maybe you are the post because you're arrogant you're prideful and you need to be seen that's not a servant a servant serves and does not need applause a servant serves and does not need anybody to like their status I serve because I'm called to serve it come on National Baptist him I promise him I will serve him until I die because I'm on the battlefield for my Lord someone say I'm on the battlefield That's why I serve. It has nothing to do with post. So as they saw everyone who had need, they, they, they gave whatever they needed to do. And they came together and they studied together. And the scripture says, and the Lord added to that church daily. Daily. Someone say daily. Daily means not Sundays. Daily. Daily means that everywhere there is a believer, there should be another reproduction of another believer. Everywhere there is someone who is a follower, there should be somebody else. That means that you should, uh, we should sing a song in the, in the charismatic church. I wish somebody's soul would catch on fire. What that means is if you catch on fire, someone will come and watch you burn. I want to be around people. I'm tired of being around messy people. The Lord adds messy people. The Lord adds critical people. The Lord adds, uh, uh, Lord adds weak people. I don't need that. I need somebody who's coming around who wants to follow Jesus. Somebody who's says I'm ready to make a change somebody who says I'm ready to do something different in my life why because I've watched you do it and if he did it for you I believe he can do it for me someone say add to me I don't want to be the only person in my family who's saved I don't want to be the only person in my family who's changing. That's a lonely party. I want to look around the room and say, don't you remember when this cup wasn't filled with water? Don't you remember when there was something else in here? We acted like it wasn't, but look at what we're drinking now. Look at what God is doing with us now. Don't you remember there used to be a time that we weren't in church, but look at us now talking about the goodness of the Lord. Can you believe he saved me? Can you believe he changed me? Can you believe he delivered me? Look at somebody and say, I can't believe it either. I can't believe it either so that's why we have church because we get to come together and we look at each other 
And we say, oh, you too? Oh, you need a word too? It's not about, now let me tell you, man's church is messed up. But God's church is flawless. What I mean is, some of the things we've made it are messed up. But what God intended it to be, Scripture says that upon this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Now, we have, we know why we have a church and of course I can go much deeper than that, but y'all don't have the time. Why do we have pastors? What is the purpose? Because there's a lot of us who say, well, I can give a word. You can. Surely. I study. You do. I got on YouTube and I found something I can preach. You did. And we all have, I think I can do that because it looks easy. I think you surely could, probably. Grab this microphone and you could do more than I could ever do. I promise you, you possibly too. You could. But the Bible says in Jeremiah, the third chapter in verse 15 says, and I will give you shepherds. I will give you pastors after my own heart who will feed you with knowledge and understanding. Let me tell you something. I can't eat everybody's food. I was taught at an early age, just because they cook it don't mean you have to eat it. There have been many people who have invited me over, <laughs> and I declined the request. It was not that I didn't like them. I just didn't trust their food. Have you ever gone to eat a good meal at an unclean house? And there are a lot of people who are trying to feed you and they hadn't even cleaned their house. Take that out of the natural, put that in the spirit. So there are many people who might hold a mic and you fed me something good, but when I look in your spirit, your spirit is just as dirty and your words are clean, but your spirit is dirty. I can't receive from everybody. So the Bible says, I'll give you pastors after my own heart. Now, let me tell you this, Nathan. Let me tell you all this, but you need to know. The pastor may not be the greatest preacher you've ever heard. If you're trying to judge your preacher or your pastor based on the popularity of what you see on Instagram, he will give you personalities after your heart, but he will give you pastors after his heart. He will give you personalities that will entertain you, personalities that you will like, but he will give you pastors after his heart, meaning he knows what you need to eat. Have you ever come to this church and ever said, how in the world was that word directly for me? As if you knew exactly what I was going through, what was happening, what was in my text thread. I've had people, I've had husbands come up to me in the middle, going out the door and say, did my wife call you this week? I said, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm, I'm, just, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm I'm trying to figure out, you know, like that word was like so clear. And I'm sitting here like, did she call you? I said, I didn't know your wife's number. Oh, I just wanted to make sure. I was like, thank God for security because it was going to go down. <laughs> but God will give you words God will give you a pastor after his heart. What that means is watch everybody on YouTube you want. I do too. But there's only one pastor who will speak directly to your soul that is directly for you. What that means is people on YouTube don't know you. This is, we, all of us, me, myself, we all have our favorite pastor preacher on the, on the Instagram. Everybody got one? Everybody lift your hands right now. Say, I got the favorite one. I listen to him every week. That's good. But when your mama dies, do you call them? When something happens, do you call them? No, you don't know them. But when there's something that you need, you come to 30, 301 Harvard Drive because God has given you a pastor after his heart, not my heart. What that means is you mean to make sure that the pastor that you're under is called of God and not by you. Not by you, because you do know you can get online now and you can be ordained on Google.com. You can get ordained. But I don't want a pastor who's just trying to be ordained because he wants his own status. I need someone who is called of God. 
goes on, goes on. I'm out of that state there too long. Ephesians, the fourth chapter, and verse 11 says, this is scripture, and he gave, he being God, he gave fivefold ministry. Someone say fivefold. Five. So some of you have never heard this before. Five. One, apostles. Apostles, as I've heard this example one time before, apostles are able to touch every single part. And I'll talk to you about that. Apostles, he gave prophets. Prophets are always pointing the way pointing towards the future, pointing towards a desirable end. He gave evangelists. Evangelists are the middle finger, which means evangelists many times are able to reach further than anybody else because they go into all the world, into the nations or whatever. And then he gave pastors, local assemblies, those who are over a local particular house. Doesn't mean that the pastor cannot serve in different roles, but the pastor is assigned locally to this place. And he gave teachers, those people who are teaching the word, making sure that all of us are uh, together. Why did he give those? Verse 12 says, to equip the saints for the work of ministry for building up of the body until we all attain unity of the faith to the knowledge of God to mature manhood to the measure of the stature of the fullness that we are no longer children tossed to and fro with every wind of doctrine so why do we have apostles and and prophets and evangelists and pastors and teachers do we have them to change our Instagram uh, our Instagram name Call me prophet so-and-so, apostle so-and-so. Uh, there was some guy, I won't say who he is, but came out of our fellowship, and he went to this church. He said, now, they've taken it too far. I said, what do you mean? He said, they had an ordination for somebody who's a teacher. I said, huh? He said, now we call that person Teacher Smith. I said, what? He said, now, I've heard of ordinations for apostles and ordinations for bishops. He said, but we had an ordination for a teacher. So now we can't call them by the name. You know, we got to call them Teacher so-and-so. Listen, the calling is not for title. If you never call me pastor, that doesn't mean that's not, that's not my role and that's not my calling. Some people get tripped up on the title. I want to make sure you are not, the t you are not that you are called the title, but you are operating in the call of the title. That that's your calling. There's nothing worse than acting like something that you're not called to be. Because you do know for apostle, for prophet, for evangelist, for a pastor, and for a teacher, there is an assigned attack to every one of those calls. So whatever you call yourself, you do know there's an assigned attack to every one of those. So if you're not called to do that, don't, don't get into a lane because when you start calling yourself something, the devil like, oh, so you, you got that anointing. Let, let me attack you in that way. So make sure that you don't play around with stuff because it looks easy. You don't know what it's like to walk in those shoes until you've walked in those shoes before. Look at someone and say, you don't know these shoes. Look, they, 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 they cost me a lot. All right, that's the teaching part. I'm through with that. So now we get into this particular lesson. And when we look at this, there were seven churches in this, in this biblical passage in Revelation. They was talking seven churches. The seven churches were Ephesus, Smyrna, Pergamum, Thyatira, Sardis, Philadelphia, and Laodicea. These were not just... Um, um, potential churches or churches that just came out. These were actual local assemblies. And the Lord John was writing this. And John was on the Isle of Patmos. And John was by himself. And he was uh, in prison. And he was, had a revelation of God. And why he was there is where the book Revelation came from without an S. Not Revelations. Revelation. There's only one revelation. Someone say one revelation. One revelation. Anytime you hear a preacher get up and say, I'm coming from the book of Revelations. Leave the church immediately. Revelation. Just one. I'm just playing. Don't leave. Just pray for them. But there were seven churches, and this is the important part, Carissa. Every church had a specific word. Every church had a different word that was assigned to that church. I want to say that to say it's okay if you miss and you're not engaged and all that type of stuff sometimes, but you might be missing the mail that God has delivered specifically to your church. There's nothing like coming out of vacation and your mail is stacked up. There are some of you who God's been speaking directly, but you haven't been where you need to be, so you haven't heard him. So you keep saying, I need to hear him. And he's like, I've been sending mail to the last updated address you gave. And you haven't been there long enough. And you haven't been there in a while. So your mail is there, but you haven't been there. 
He gave specific word to each local church. And to the church of Ephesus, he told them, this is, now let me, tell, well, let me go on. And if church Ephesians, to the Ephesus church, he said, which is the church of the Ephesians, he said, he told them, the, script, the Lord told them, return to your first love or the lamp's going to be removed from your place. It means you're doing a whole lot, but you left your first love. And if you continue that way, I'm going to dim your influence. To the church of Smyrna, he said, I want to encourage you to be faithful unto death. To the church of Pergamum and Thyatira gave the same word. He said, I want you to be aware of false teaching and immoral deeds. He said, you're listening to people, but they're not teaching you the truth. He said, beware of that. Uh, to the church of Sardis, he said, I need you to wake up. And I need you to complete your work of obedience. You're doing a whole lot of stuff, but you're not doing obedient work. You know you can do a whole lot of stuff and not be in God's will? To the church of Philadelphia, I'm going to tell you what he said to them in a few minutes. To the church of Laodicea, he says, I, I'm telling you to turn from your self-deception and to repent from your lukewarmness. He says, you are neither hot or cold. You're lukewarm. He says, I need you to make a decision and turn from your self-deception. <laughs> Every church had a specific word. What that means is, you can't have the word that's for me. There's a word that God has directly for me, and there's a word that God has directly for you. Matter of fact, while I'm ministering this word right now, everybody is getting a different version of it. According to where you are in your life right now. You're hearing something different. But no matter what, the word is for me. Someone say the word is for me. So now we get to this church of Philadelphia. And God has a word for this church of Philadelphia. This word is specifically for us today. And the Lord, mind you, I want to tell you all, in 20 years of my preaching, I have never preached out of the book of Revelation. So obviously, God has something specific that he wants to say to us. Someone say, speak, Lord. So he opens up. He says, to the angel of the church of Philadelphia. Now, who's an angel? The angels were people that were set over the house, meaning they were, they were pastors that were set over the church. If you in the old church, we used to, someone used to come to the church, and Caesar, remember that? Caesar's a little older than me. He's my elder. And Caesar, uh, we grew up in that church, and, and we would grow up, and the, the guest pastor would come, and he would say, to the angel of the church and to the first lady. Somebody came to Growth Point one time, and they said, to the angel of Growth Point, they said, give it up for the angel of the church. Everybody's like, They were like, he said, y'all can do better than that. Give it up for your pastor. They said, oh, yeah, him. Mm -hmm. Praise the Lord. When we got out, when I was, you know, y'all know I greet people in the lobby. And when I was uh, at the back door that day, someone came up to me. They said, we got angels here? <laughs> I said, don't worry about it. It's a King James person. He was talking about, you know, that's what he's talking about. People who were set over the church. Um, that's what, it, and, and what happens is some of us took that out of context and we made ourselves angels. And that's what happened why a lot of people are turned off from pastors because we exalted ourselves to a place that we were never supposed to be exalted. <laughs> the angel was supposed to be a representative of God, not God. Your pastor is not your God, is a representative of God. All right, just want to say that. He says to the church of Philadelphia, I'm staying too long there. He said this particular church, Philadelphia, was known for its agricultural and its commercial importance. Uh, uh, and Philadelphia comes from the, from the word philios, which means love, brotherly love. This church of Philadelphia was known for brotherly love or for fellowship with all believers. Now, they had a love that wasn't just for believers. They had a love that was for the lost. That they didn't just love other believers, they had a deep love for people who were not connected. 
They had a deep love for people who were, who were not in church. They had a deep love for people who didn't know how to shout right and how to speak in tongues. They had a deep love for people who would attend church and still smell like weed. They had a deep love for transgendered people. They had a deep love for, I know I lost some of y'all because y'all don't, y'all like church and rules and, and all that type of stuff, but they had a deep love for all people, not some people, all people. Someone say all people. I know I'm not changing my message because of the month. I'm saying the love of God does not change because of a gender. The love of God does not change because someone is off. The love of God does not change because someone has not doing what you're doing. The love of God goes everywhere. His love does not change. Matter of fact, while I was still in sin, his love reached me. He didn't wait for me to get it together. So for some of us churchy people who are judging people because of their orientation and where they are, that's not love, that's you. They loved everybody. This church was located, had tremendous opportunity where it was. Uh, this church was a uh, population included Jews and Jewish Christians and converts from heathenism. Um, this church was one of the churches that had the longest duration of prosperity as a Christian city. Uh, matter of fact, historians say that it still exists. It's now a Turkish town under the name of Allah Shahir, which means city of God. The only thing about this place, and I'm, I'm through, the only thing about this place that was bad was that it was prone to earthquakes. It was a loving place, but it always got visited by earthquakes. So much so that people would leave because they couldn't stand the earthquakes. They would say that it was a loving place, but they couldn't stand that attack always happened to the city. They loved their church, but they didn't like that their church was always attacked. They loved the fact that they were loving people, but they couldn't stay around because there was always some type of attack. So they would, they would distance themselves from the church. They would say, I love it. It's a place of love, but it's always going through something. I love that place. I love that church, but they always got something that's going on. And I distance myself to remember it for the place of love, but I don't want to be around it lest I go through what they go through. So Jesus talks to them in this text. <laughs> Jesus talks to them, and he gives a word through John to the church, and he says to the angel of the church of Philadelphia, he said, I got a word for you. He said, I got a word for you. I got a promise for you in the midst of this. Someone say, I got a promise. Say it to another person. Say, I got a promise. I'm through here, and I'm going to get out of here. Brandon, come grab the mic, and we can change. We can do a tag team real quick. He says, I got a word for y'all. He said, this is the word I want to give you. He says, to him who is holy and true, the one who holds the key of David, the one Jesus is talking, he basically, Jesus, is, he, he is qualifying himself. He's talking about himself. He said, these are the words of him who is holy. Uh, you, you, you're a bad person when you can talk about yourself. <laughs> you're a bad person to say, I am the one who is holy and true. I'm the one who has the key of David. He says, I am the one, uh, the one who opens and, and who, one who can shut. And what he shuts, no one can open. He says in verse 8, he says, I know your deeds. He says, see, I have placed before you an open door that no one can shut. I placed before you an open door that no one can shut. And I want to give you a word as I close here. He said, the first thing for those of you who, who are holding on with little strength, he said, the first thing I want to tell you, I want to speak to you when you have in your season, I want to tell you I'm going to give you access. Someone say access. Say it again, access. He says, what I open, no one can close. And what I shut, no one can open. What I close, no one can open. And what I open, no one can close. He says, I'm making sure that no one will be able to close the door that I open for you. And no one will be able to open every door I close for you. What that means is when he says open door, he says, I'm opening a door for you for evangelism. I'm opening a door for you to be able to be useful. I'm opening a door for you and this is why he said I've opened the door for you and he says I've opened this door for you because I know you have little strength I'm opening the door for you 
because you can't open the door for yourself. The reason that I'm opening this door for you is because your strength is weak. There's nothing like you getting access when you couldn't gain your access on your own. He says, I'm going to open a door for you because you've been trying to open the door, but you can't open the door for yourself. So I'm going to open the door for you because I see that you have little strength. Now, what does it mean to have little strength? According to the Philadelphian church, this church was a small church. This church did not have a lot of resources. This church did not have a lot of people, but they were faithful. This church was a small church. This church did not have a lot of resources, but this church was faithful. This church was a small church. This church didn't have a lot of people, but they had, they were faithful. This church, he says, because you have little strength, I'm going to open a door for you. Someone say access. He says, and the reason that he says that, he says, and I have the key of David. If you're going to open a door for me, that means you must have the key to the door that I'm trying to get in. He says, I have the key of David. Now, who is David? David was a king in the Old Testament. He says, the key I have is a key of authority. I'm not just giving you any random key. I have a key that can unlock stuff that no one can open. Someone say, unlock it, God. Unlock it, God. He said, I'm unlocking it because you have little strength. I don't know if there's anybody in the room who has little strength. You've been trying, but nothing has been working. You've been praying, and you feel like your prayers have not been heard you've been serving and you feel like your service is in vain you've been leading but you feel like you're leading nobody and you have little strength but I got a word for everybody in the room today God is granting you access someone say access what access means is access can take you places where degrees cannot take you access can take you places where money cannot take you access can take you places where people did not know your name but you wind up in the room and people ask you how you got there and you look at them and you say I got access and he's got a key that no one can open and why did he open this door for me because I had little strength y'all been getting around people that have a lot of strength and y'all been around people who can do stuff for you but you won't see the hand of God until you get around people who can't do nothing for you you won't see the hand of God until you get around people who are weak I know you get around people who you impressed by but I want you to get around people who have no strength who can't do nothing can't deliver themselves don't know what to do don't know how to live holy don't know how to read the word don't know how to pray don't know how to do nothing but they're walking around saying I got little strength but I'm faithful I got little strength but I'm faithful is there anybody in the room today who says I'm faithful but I got little strength I'm faithful, but I'm going through. I'm faithful, but I don't have things working out in my favor. Maybe this message ain't for y'all because y'all waiting on me to do something crazy and do something strange. But I want to tell somebody in the room today, if you got strength, God's got a word for you. He's getting ready to open up some doors for you. He's getting to take you places that you never thought you could go. And some of y'all, the reason that you're missing this word right now is because you're trying to say, what door? I don't care what door he opens for me as long as he opens the door for me somebody say as long as he does it come here Bishop Morton Lord whatever you do in this season don't do it without me somebody lift your hands and say don't do it without me God somebody open your mouth say don't do it without me somebody open your mouth say don't do it without me what that means is I thank God for every person whose door opened for them I thank God for everybody who got blessed before me I thank God for everybody who got a car before me I thank God for everybody who got married before me I thank God for everybody who got promotion before me but what I want to thank God for right now is that he still got a blessing with my name on it and what God gives me no man can take from me God's got a door for me that no one can shut and God says it I believe it and that settles it somebody holler out I want what's mine 
So he said, I got to get out of here. I only got a few more minutes left. And some of y'all waiting on me to do something. But the only thing I got to tell you, he's coming where you are. If you got little strength, he's getting ready to open the door for you. Matter of fact, somebody just open up your hand right now and say, doors opening. Do it again. Say, doors opening. Do it again. Say, doors opening. It's getting ready to swing open. It's getting ready to swing open. Everything that seems to be locked up it's getting ready to be swinged open that's the word of the Lord and then he goes on and I gotta get out of here I goes on and he says in verse 9 he said to those who are of the synagogue of Satan who claim to be Jews and they are not but they are liars I will make them come and fall before down at your feet and I would acknowledge that I have loved you what does that mean I looked over that and I almost almost missed that he says not only am I gonna give you access but I'm gonna give you vindication somebody holler out vindication what does vindication mean according to this time according to this word they were being made fun of because they were believers they were being made fun of because they were overcomers they were being made fun of because they had little strength and they were not recognized in the city that's nothing like people making fun of you when you don't have a lot and that's what happens with a lot of holiness people not this not this area because holiness people now look a whole lot better than the holiness people I remember. My grandmama had a had a blue jean skirt and she had her hair up in a bun and she always wore tennis shoes because that's what the church of God in Christ did. And my grandmama didn't have a lot of money but my grandmama was faithful and everybody was walking around making fun of people who believed God but didn't have a lot of money. God says I'm going to vindicate you. What that means is everybody who didn't believe your God was God is going to come back to you and say, I thought that you were fanatic. I thought that you were strange. But I've seen you go through long enough. And I've learned in my life that can't nobody can't nobody keep you like this can't nobody hold you like this unless it was God somebody say he's gonna vindicate me that's what the Bible says he says I will make them come before you and I will make him kneel before you and they would declare that your God is the true God and what that meant was according to that time they were blocked out of the city they were not allowed to come into worship because they were made fun of but when God opens the door everybody who tries to ostracize you is gonna have to get out the way because I'm coming in somebody say I'm coming in matter of fact saying I'm come through someone say I'm coming through don't let don't you dare don't you dare get mad at people who are sleeping on you right now tell them sleep on me if you want but I'm coming through somebody put that in the chat I'm coming through I thought Caesar I'm sorry Caesar I thought this message would go over better that it's going over right now maybe y'all this word ain't for y'all it's for everybody online well that's all right I'm a preacher everybody who's at home right now everybody who's on the other side of this device and you ain't got no strength you try to get health care and they denied you you try to get food stamps and they denied you but I want to give you a word right now God's getting ready to open the door and he's getting ready to vindicate you matter of fact church praise them for their word because if the word ain't for you the word's got to be for somebody the word's got to be for somebody who's going through the word's got to be to somebody who's going through a trial and the last thing and I got two more points and I'm gonna get out of here verse 10 says since you have kept my word since you have endured patiently I'm gonna keep you from the trial I'm gonna keep you from the things that the whole world is coming through he says I'm gonna keep you the third thing is I'm gonna give you access I'm going to give you vindication. And third, I'm going to give you protection. Someone say he's going to give me protection. What that meant was, he says, I'm going to keep you. I'm going to make sure that what you go through, that you won't go through in vain. 
make sure that the things you're going through and the things you're experiencing that you won't go through in vain matter of fact Don Treese I just heard the Lord in my left ear he said tell the people I'm gonna make it make sense whatever you're going through whatever you've been experiencing he's gonna make it make sense I know it's grammatically incorrect Shane I'm so sorry but I want somebody to holler out of the room it's gonna make sense he's gonna make it make sense he's gonna give me protection what that means is other people might go through things and I might go through the same thing that other people go through but I'm gonna come out or what other people may not come out of because he's gonna give me protection is there anybody in the room who can look back over your life and know you shouldn't have survived that car wreck look back over your life and know you should have been shot look back over your life and know you should have had COVID but look at yourself and say he protected me somebody say he protected me he protected me mama Joanne we used to sing a song in the missionary Baptist church we would say Jesus be a fence all around me every day Lord I want you to protect me as I travel along the way come on somebody say he's a fence all around me he's a fence all around me matter of fact just put your hands like that and say he's all around me he's a fence all around me when the enemy comes upon me to eat up my flesh they stumble and they fall though a host shall rise up against me well I be confident one thing have I desired of the Lord and that one thing shall I seek after that I might dwell in the house of the Lord wait on the Lord wait on the Lord wait on the Lord and be of good courage be of good courage and he shall strengthen your heart somebody say he's strengthening my heart somebody say he's strengthening my heart strengthening my heart wait I say wait I say wait I say I know it doesn't seem like it's working out I know it doesn't seem like it's coming through but wait I say wait I say wait I say high five three people say wait a little while wait a little while wait a little while I'm sorry church but I feel like preaching they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength they shall mount up like wings like eagles they shall walk and not be weary they shall run and not be faint wait on them wait on them wait on them wait on them sorry y'all I said I wasn't gonna act like this because I said I was gonna not act like this April I said I won't go crazy like this but I've had little strength and I'm tired of being with little strength I've been going through and I'm tired of going through I'm sorry y'all y'all just witnessing me preach to myself maybe the word ain't for y'all maybe the words for me because I have little strength but I the word I got a word hey one more thing one more thing and I'm almost through verse 12 says to him who overcomes to him who's victorious I will make him a pillar in the temple of my God I will make sure I write their name he says I write my name on their heart and I will make sure that I make them a pillar well you have to understand this 
in the culture of that time people will erect pillars and they will put them in a building so that everybody can see God said I'm not gonna make you a pillar that's gonna be in the church but I'm gonna make sure that after you've done all that you're gonna still be standing you a pillar but I'll make sure after you've done all that you're gonna still stand somebody look at your neighbor and say I'm still standing tell somebody I'm still standing try to knock me down but I'm still standing come here come here push me but I'm still standing but I'm still standing but I'm still standing but I'm still standing, but I'm still standing. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. I got one more word, and then I'm gonna run down New Circle Road. Psalms 1, verse 1. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the seat of the scornful, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. But his delight, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law, he meditates both day and night. What does that mean? If I didn't have a word, I would lose my mind. If I didn't have a word, I would go crazy. If I didn't have a word, I would throw in the towel. But I got one more word. He shall be like a tree. Planted by the rivers. Somebody say I'm planted. Somebody say I'm planted. And that brings forth fruit in his season. Whose leaf all shall shall not wither and this is the word and whatever he does shall prosper 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 matter of fact Mary Mary I cried my last tear yesterday I cried my last tear Yesterday, somebody say I'm planted. If that word is for you, somebody open up your mouth, say I'm planted. I got little strength, but I got a word. I got little strength, but I got a word. Come back one more time. Try to walk away. Try to walk away. No matter what the devil tries to do to try to take my joy, I'm still holding on. No matter what the devil does to try to take my peace, I'm still holding on. Somebody say, I'm still holding on. I'm holding on to the word. I'm holding on to my word. I'm holding on to my promise. I'm holding on to what God said. Don't let go. Somebody don't let go. Tell somebody don't let go. Don't let go. Don't let go. people around you say I'm just holding on that's, that's, I'm just holding on I, I ain't got a I ain't got a lot going on in my life and that's all types of grammatically correct but what I do know is I'm holding on I ain't got a lot going for me but I'm holding on 
I got a little strength, but I'm holding on. If anybody in the room is holding on, just lift up your hand and say, I'm holding on. That word said, he says, hold on to what you have left. Church, I know you've lost a lot, but hold on to what you have left. That's the word that he gave to the Philadelphia church. He said, you got a lot of love for a lot of people. You got a lot of love for all people. He said, and you got more love than you have resources. You got, my, you got more love than you got people. But I'm telling you, in your season of little strength, I'm opening a door. was for anybody in the room if that word hit you directly antics screaming and all if that word was for you will you stand to your feet all over the building if that word was for you directly for you <clears throat> you look around the room look at the people that are standing look at all the other people who have little strength too There are many times that um, in my head and in myself, I say, Mario, be calm. Mario, be chilled. Because there are people who can't receive that type of thing. They, they need you chilled. It's a different generation. And then I start thinking about the times when he sent me a word when I had little strength. Mahalia Jackson said, my soul looks back and wonders how I got over. Just, if you're near somebody, just tell me, even on, online right now, tell a few people, say, I shouldn't even be here. Tell them I shouldn't. I shouldn't. I shouldn't even be alive. But look at me still here. Still standing. Lift your hands. Father, I pray for every person standing. I pray for everyone online right now, everyone streaming. It's your word, not mine. It's not mine. It's yours. Thank you for what you spoke to the Church of Philadelphia. Thank you for what you spoke to the Church of Growth Point today. It is my prayer, Lord, that they will see access, that they will see vindication, that they'll see your protection. They'll see themselves planted like a tree by the rivers of water this week. Let this be a season of more. Do it, Jesus. Do it, Jesus. For my brother, for my sister, do it, Jesus. For your glory, for your honor. In Jesus' name, amen. Everybody lift your hands, clap your hands all over the room. anybody in the